Well, hey now, welcome back. Impending today, is Russia secretly working with Bernie? If mashed potatoes are Bloomberg's spirit food, what's yours? And Fish B won't let go of a brilliant idea. I know it's not brilliant, and I know this is a setup. But I know that's a hot lead, Fish B. Thank you for the musical accoutrement. We look forward to more of that later. But before we get to the first question... Intelligence officials told Congress last week, this story was just breaking yesterday, that Russia is actively hacking, weaponizing social media, and attacking election infrastructure with the goal of helping Trump to win re-election and to raise questions about the integrity and legitimacy of the election. The House has passed 10 election security bills. 10 of them! And do you want to take a wild guess as to how many Moscow Mitch and the Senate have taken up? Wild guess? Very good. Zero. Zip. Squadoosh. None out of 10. Not one. 0 for 10. This week, three bills were brought to the full Senate for what's called a unanimous consent vote, which is a verbal vote for things that aren't controversial and don't require any debate that they're such common sense. Quick civics lesson or refresher. I know you're smarter than me. Any senator can propose a unanimous consent vote at any time the Senate is in session. But... If even one senator opposes, then there is no vote. Three unanimous consent votes proposed this week. One stated that any campaign approached by a foreign government is required to report it to the FBI. A second stated that any campaign approached by a foreign government required to report it to the Federal Elections Commission, better known by their acronym, the FEC. The third is the SAFE Act. It would provide additional funds for security spending to the Election Assistance Commission and would ban voting machines from being connected to the Internet and from being manufactured in a foreign country. All three of those common sense. But the pride of Tennessee and Tennessee Christian values and the ire of Taylor Swift, go Taylor, Senator Marsha Blackburn objected on behalf of herself and presumably lots of other Republicans. Therefore, no vote. So the big question is, why aren't Moscow Mitch and Senate Republicans interested in protecting the sanctity of our elections? Why aren't they? So no matter what happens on November 3rd, it's a win-win for Trump. If he wins, then he wins. And if he loses, well, then those results are illegitimate. 
vote totals won't be certified by Republican county leaders and secretaries of states. They'll predictably clog the courts with recount cases and maybe even suspend the Electoral College while they're at it. And boom, the clusterfuck of all clusterfucks is upon us. So what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? Sadly, I don't know yet. I don't, I don't, I don't know. And on that uplifting note, Fishby, question one. Is Russia secretly working with Bernie Sanders? Now, even though Bernie did honeymoon in the former Soviet Union in the 1980s, which I think is just weird, and the Mueller report stated that in 2016... Russia sought to help the Bernie campaign and sow division amongst the Democrats, the whole point to damage Hillary. But I don't think Bernie is secretly working with Russia. Bernie came out and said that Putin will have no friend in the White House if Bernie gets elected. But I can imagine multiple scenarios where Trump versus Bernie in the general election, which seems more and more likely every day, is all good for Mother Russia. Whether that's an easy victory for Trump and further polarizing Americans against each other, or maybe Bernie winning and slashing the military budget, closing military outposts around the globe. And oh, there's of course the outside chance that Bernie might upend the entire American economy. All good for Mother Russia. What's next? Did you and Fish B fail to accomplish the entire point of yesterday's show? Ah, yes. 17 questions in 17 minutes. It's hard. It's impossible. Well, it's not impossible because we quite possibly did it the first time we tried. Uh, But last... Yeah, no. 17 questions in 17 minutes and two seconds. We were oh so close. But we messed it up. We'll try again next week. I blame Fishby. What's next? Who comes in second in the Nevada caucuses? Now, some of you have the advantage in that you're listening after the Nevada caucus results have come in. Unfair advantage to you. I'm not in that world right now. But who comes in second? Is that assuming that Bernie wins? Are we just assuming that Bernie is going to win Nevada? Has he already won? Tell me, future person, tell me. I have no idea who comes in second. They're all really close. I mean, we'll obviously deal with that in depth next show, which uh, will be posted Monday. 
if Biden comes in second, which is a very real possibility, that makes the Democratic convention without a nominee, a brokered convention, makes it way more likely. And yet another clusterfuck. Uh, what's next? Dear Uncle Bob. Yes, that's me, Uncle Bob. Dear Uncle Bob, all this news is making me very depressed. Can you cheer everyone up with that angelic voice that should be touring, that should be in the touring production of Hamilton? Sure. For the good of the group, know the words, sing the words, embrace the words. For Monday is Flag Day in Mexico, and this goes out to our favorite Mexican donkey, Tongaleo. Tongaleo, come little donkey, come. Tongaleo, come little donkey, come. My donkey walks, my donkey talks, my donkey eats with a knife and fork. Tongaleo, where's the musical accoutrement fish be? I could have used you there. No, nothing, nothing. Just leave me out here by myself and my angelic voice that should be in the touring production of Hamilton. Ah, <laughs> uh, fish be, fish be, fish be. What's next? Yo, it's me, Fish B. Oh, sure, sure. Now you're around. Here you are, right on time. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Why aren't we calling the show Gary's Fishbowl? Because that sounds like a winner. No, it doesn't sound like a winner. And maybe... Maybe if I went by Gary, I would be more likable. Maybe there's a chance that Gary Van Dyne is more likable than Bob Van Dyne, but I don't think it's worth changing the name right now. Uh, my friends call me Bob. My parents call me Bob. My grandma calls me Bob. Everyone calls me Bob. We're not changing to Gary. Plus, Gary magically is an even wider name than Bob. And the last thing I want to do is stumble upon a wider name. I know multiple black dudes named Bob, Bobby, or Robert, or Roberto. I don't know any black dudes. I've never met a black dude. They, well, I'd say I'd never heard of one, but the late, great Gary Coleman, but he's different. He's, he was, I don't even know if his real name was Gary. What's next? What's next? You're stupid, Fishby. Is it a big deal that Mike Bloomberg is releasing three women from their non-disclosure agreements? Yeah, he got he got hammered on this in the debate. He wasn't down with releasing the NDAs a couple days ago, but apparently he looked over the data from his debate performance and realized that uh, he's in trouble. So these are allegedly only the three women who had non-disclosure agreements 
that directly relate to incidents with Bloomberg, to, to just with him, to just with Bloomberg. I guess we'll see what's in those. I mean, we'll hear what the women have to say. I'm very curious about that. But I'm more curious about the culture at his businesses. How many NDAs are there total? Not just involving Bloomberg specifically, like he said or did something that rec- that a lawsuit was brought and an NDA was mandated by whoever mandated the company, probably, right? But how many NDAs total are out there from the Bloomberg businesses? That's what I want to know. And I am, like I said, I'm, I'm curious what's, uh, what will be in these three. What's next? If mashed potatoes are Bloomberg's spirit food, yes, because Elizabeth Warren turned Bloomberg into mashed potatoes. If he had a spirit food, Bloomberg mashed potatoes. He was ascending, and now I'm not sure he's got enough money in the bank, and he's got $65 billion in the bank to unmash his potatoes. But if mashed potatoes are Bloomberg's spirit food, what would be your spirit food? Huh. So, so all of us now, uh, everyone pick a spirit food. If you had to pick one spirit food, what would it be? A kebab? Kebabs are delicious, just like Zimbabwe and bobcats and bobsleds and bobsicles. See, Bob is a good name, Fishby. Uh, but uh, my spirit food, it would be an apple. It'd be an apple. I'm in, I'm in Washington State. We make apples. Or we grow them. I mean, whatever. Maybe God made them and we grow them. Uh, an apple that's red from embarrassment. Plus, apples are crisp. They're refreshing. And no one wants to have sex with them. And if you shake them up just right, if you shake them just right, you see my hand was right. If you shake them just right, they'll make a sauce. My spirit animal, or my spirit animal, my spirit food is the apple. And oh, there's Isaiah's music, which means we've reached the final question of today's fishbowl. As always, the final question comes from our nine-year-old executive producer, Isaiah the Tiny Player. Today, Isaiah writes, is the support of Ariana Grande Enough to make Bernie Sanders president. I like to think that with the wind in the sails of support of Ariana Grande, that any human could do anything. If I had Ariana Grande in my corner, instead of a fishball who thinks I should go by Gary, uh, imagine where we would be right now. But, uh, I mean, he's... Bernie has the celebrity vote at this point for the most part. I mean, not just Ariana Grande, Cardi B, Joe Rogan, Michael Moore, bands Vampire Weekend and The Strokes, rapper Killer Mike, even actor Mark Ruffalo. And sure, like, like Elon Musk, I think, was in the Yang Gang and Jonathan Van Ness is for Elizabeth Warren, but nobody has people like Barney has people 
Uh, maybe, just maybe, the love of Ariana Grande is enough to get Bernie over the finish line. We'll see. Thank you, Isaiah. And now, time for the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego and the finale. Kick it, Fishby. The superwoman known as AOC and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and who raised more money than any other member of the house last year is going to have her super PAC throw around big bucks to defeat more moderate Democrats all around the country. And I'm not sure that's a good thing. John Oates of 80s yacht rock duo and Indian casino headliners Hall and Oates has confessed to sleeping with thousands of women. And either nobody cares or has never heard of Holland Oats. A new study says climate change may kill off one in three animal and plant species in the next 50 years. And in the whole world, there's only one major political party that still argues that climate change is a hoax. And they're called American Republicans. And paging Greta Thunberg, paging Greta Thunberg, and time travel commence. Ozzy Osbourne and Post Malone have a new single out titled It's a Raid. And I love both gentlemen, but that song's a fucking disaster. I'd rather listen to Hall and motherfucking Oats. Football star and Hennessy connoisseur Beast Mode Marshawn Lynch is acting now and has an important role in the new season of HBO's Westworld, and I'll predict he'll be naked. Global boy band phenomenon and watchers of Parasite with no subtitles, BTS, have released their fourth album called Map of the Soul 7. And those are 20 songs that I'll never intentionally hear. Scientists have found breathable oxygen in another galaxy over a half billion light years away, and I, nor Fish B, have any idea how they did that. And yep, not a fucking clue. And lastly, be safe this weekend. And if you can't be safe, at least be lucky, because me and Fish B love you. Next show, Nevada will have happened, so there'll be lots to talk about. We hope you'll come back and join us. Easy to find on the internet at Bob's Fishbowl or at Bob Van Dyne or bobsfishbowl.com. See, Fishbeat, not a word there about Gary. Can you imagine changing everything to Gary at this point? Until next time, say adios, Fishbeat.